With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, crotch right. I'm going to slurp my lifer's juice out of my own cup. Yeah, I guess I should have gotten shots beforehand. Not while well, the sun's shining. <laughs> I don't know why that always tickles me. <laughs> I love that theme song. That's fucking awesome too. Uh, yeah, good morning, everybody. New music to bounce to now. Yeah, well, I've had that for a while. That used to be the uh, opening theme to uh, uh, when we did that group show between Sil Abdul, Twenty Four Seven Fusion Media, at, you know Arwen. We did a show together, and that show died um a terrible death and um so now we um i took it for military monday i like it it's a good it's a good theme song yes it is it's so nice so dragon rose is here already and so is john Osteen. good morning there's d-bud martin just popped in going hey motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) so it is military monday uh, one of my favorite days. I've been talking to a lot of my military vet buddies. Uh, uh, you know, I know a lot of people don't realize this, that Don Ecker is not my only veteran buddy. <laughs> but look, what? Don Ecker is here. Hey. <laughs> I guess I should have got my should have got my shots ahead of you. You should have huh? got your shots. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm trying to get more vets to jump in with uh, – Don and me on Wednesday for, uh, you know, our, our dangerous military nerd show. Uh, Cause I know a bunch of them in a group and, uh, but every single time I pop in there and say something they, they get, all of a sudden they get trepidatious. They get like, I don't know about that subject. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. But um, I don't know. Don and I wing it. We, we can talk about anything. 
That's why I like hanging out with Hell, Josh, I don't know nothing about nothing. I, just I don't know ahead. anything. Oh. I know that Bill's here. I'm glad he's here. Um, yeah. You know, he went into urgent care this weekend because he's got the – I'm assuming it was bronchitis because when I heard him uh, – how long ago was it the first time I heard him rattle? And I said something. He goes, nah, this is what I sound like, you know, because he's a 12-pack-a-day smoker, you know. And uh, – <laughs> You know, like my dad, he just rattles, you know, he's got one of those, I love his voice. And, um, but, uh, on Friday, no, it's Saturday show. I heard him talking. No, it's Friday show Friday. And I'm like, dude. Um, and I couldn't say anything. Cause I'm like, Oh, he's just going to tell me again. It's just the way I sound, you know? And I'm like, whatever, Bill. And, but then he goes to urgent care and I'm like, ha, I was right. That fucker is sick. <laughs> but it's now it's harder for me to say, Ma, I'm doing the show. No, great. <laughs> you still sound great doing it. Oh my god! Yeah, but yeah. Also, we've got we've got that recorded, Bill. Don't worry. And yeah, I, don't not worry. Worry. I have to say that we have a private uh, chat that with all of us together. Yeah, I want to thank all of you for all the well wishes, and it really made me feel. It really, really made me feel good when I saw all that. I just want well, to we care about you, Bill. You're a friend. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not just the producer of our show. You, you're part of this family now. And yeah. uh, I like looking down. I like seeing your happy face. In fact, I was going to invite you to start jumping in with us on Fridays because you are a nerd. You know, you got. I love that. If you got, I didn't if you, think it's all of you, but yeah. But you're on Skype, you know, and your freaking icon at the end of your name is an X-wing. <laughs> It's like you know you're a nerd. You know it. It's fine. But, like yesterday, um, when we're during the dark side of the ring show um, with the guys, John, John, John was on it. He knows his stuff, boy. Yeah, Not when he opens his mouth, it's usually he's throwing out casting pearls. Uh, but who won? Do do we have an idea? A little. Do who won the overall picks, John? Because I know you. Uh, you could have tied, right? I think he could have well, tied. No, because I wasn't. I didn't do the first the first night, so oh. I officially wasn't in the running. But I won last technically, night. I technically won last night, but overall, it's still Joe because nobody could catch him, and we were all wrong about the last match. I went five and one. That's the only one I I didn't pick right was uh, the Cody Rhodes. Uh, uh, but didn't you Roman all, Reigns? And I don't mean to take this away from Military Monday. I, this is my fault, everybody. So blame me. But didn't everybody pick that match for that? Yes, we all picked Cody to win. And yeah, we all lost that one. Yeah. Wow. But well, I was the only one that picked Edge. And because I did it out of nostalgia. And, you know, plus it was a cage match with la- la- tables, ladders, and chairs. So that's right up Edge's alley. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. <laughs> anyway, I love the hat, by the way, um, Gary. Yeah, I love it too, man. Um, by the way, they sent me those shirts that are like I, I made the joke that the shirts they sent me w- would be like sending a grown adult a small. <laughs> well, Homer Simpson putting those on, my belly would just be all. The way up. Oh my gosh! Well, anyway, uh, have I, a great I, show. Are you doing a giveaway with them because they are extra larges, and I, I don't even know if I've ever seen uh, Rescue Dawn. How old is that film? Uh, that came out in two thousand and seven, six. Six? 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 Yeah, there you go. Released in 07. 
because I remember where I was when I saw it. And a lot of times that's my memory with movies is time periods and where I was, what I was doing. And that movie, that movie hit me hard, man. Um, I'd already seen the documentary that got put out over the back in the 90s that Werner Herzog had done called uh, Little Dieter Needs to Fly. Yeah. And uh, uh, what an amazing documentary. And they updated the document as an addendum at the end with the with his um, ceremonial burial on Arlington, yep. I think. Arlington. He's buried in Arlington. So what time uh, period are we talking? Vietnam? Like what? He was Vietnam. Yeah. He was uh, right in the very beginning phases of Vietnam. He was a pilot. Sixty-six. He he went over and was shot down on his first flight. <laughs> shot well, on down an ego mission. He was, was shot, over, shot down over Laos. Laos. Wow. He refused to eject. Yeah, he he refused to eject instead. out of his plane, took it all the way down and crashed it. And uh, because I think in his mind, he was thinking, I don't want to be in the air very long because oh, we're over Laos. I'm going to take yeah. this in. I have a better chance of survival. So he crashed and the plane split in half and he was thrown from the plane. Wow. And the stuntman, it was the only scene that the Christian Bale didn't do his own stunt. Yeah. He did, Bale did all of it, the actors, two actors, him and and uh, Steve Zahn did all their own stunts, and wow. uh, including the rapid scene. Um, th- that was the stuntman. He got burned doing that scene when he the plane split in half. And uh, but immediately they were on him. And he was fleeing for his life. Now, one big difference, they talk about it in the documentary, but not in the movie, is that uh, he was actually captured twice. And in the movie, when you see him get captured, that is actually the second time he was captured. He escaped twice. Wow. Um, And the story is just so phenomenal because uh, they made a mistake in the film, and it was after the movie was released that the family of um, Martin, the... um, yeah, Martin, uh, Martin, the um, CIA Rain. guy. He was Air Force, but he worked for the CIA. And he is not the villain that he's made out to be in the film. Herzog, when he learned about this, wished he had learned beforehand. You can't call it a mistake, though. They didn't know. It's not. It's just, it's it not. is what it is. Because that was what he knew at the time when he made the film. Uh, later, it was learned that uh, he did go missing again. Because that guy... Um, for whatever reason, didn't show up where he's supposed to and uh, during the escape mission. And um, for that reason, Dieter cut him off, wanted nothing more to do with him. So he went off on his own. He got recaptured, wow. uh, escaped again, and then went missing and has never been found. He's uh, that, still uh, missing that, in action. That was Eugene, right? Eugene. Eugene so, from uh, Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. So does anybody here know where that movie is available to, to view, to see it? Um, I can find out real quick. Um, I got to see this film now. Where to watch? Even though I'm going to get all kinds of spoilers if I watch it here, right? Um, It's all good. It's available on Prime, it says. Oh, good. And it may be available on HBO Max. It says it's available on Roku, too. I don't have Roku, but I have the other two. And uh, I own it. I bought it. And made a copy of it when I bought it. Uh, and that, that movie, just for the budget, it was a $10 million film, very low budget for today. Oh, God. 
shot that film on t- with 10 million and it's the only film of Werner Herzog's and he is one of my favorite directors of all time that came close to making budget it made 7.5 million dollars uh in the theaters it was not marketed barely anybody saw that thing really to be honest I didn't with you. see it in the theaters but it is a gem it is an absolute gem of a movie well and what he did with that budget is re- every penny is in that movie I wonder, and and Don is here, and Don obviously served in Vietnam and he was injured. Uh, That was in Korea. (laughs) (laughs) But Don, I want your opinion on this film since, you know, you would. He's not seen it yet. He Uh, hasn't seen seen it yet? No. Uh, He will be seeing this film strip as we go through it today, but he has not seen it. And uh, we've got it queued up right now here. I'm going to bring it up right now. Um, and, uh, what I love about this is the film opens up with this beautiful score and the, the slow motion images of actual bombing mission. Wow. Uh, that was used in the documentary too. It's in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I thought this is a beautiful way to start the film. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments, and I, I really want to get Don's reaction to that scene. It's cause he likes this actor. Uh, you remember Cop Shop, right, Don? Oh, yeah. The psycho balloon guy? Oh, yeah. He plays his wingman in this. Well, I'm going to sit back and watch this like everybody else and enjoy the show. So, And John Ostains, yes, I do have the best metal shirts. Uh, <laughs> great to see you, Father Ostains. Anyway, By the way, Bill. And, 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 of course, Animal. Go ahead. I want to do the, the drawing through KGRA for these shirts. Um, that way it's, you know, I, I just, I hate doing drawings uh, through our channel. Well, I'll make the announcement, um, in Utah, they do have the phone lines all ready to go. I'm not set yet. So maybe you might want to do that on a dangerous military nerd show. All right. We'll do the announcement. You and I can talk after the show and plan it out. Have a great show to all of you. Um, thank you again for all your well wishes and everybody in the chat. Enjoy the show and have a great, uh, Monday. So I'm at it. You're welcome. All righty. Uh, let's get back to the chat before we go. Um, let's see. What do we got here right now? We got uh, LDG, Free the Net, Andy Morrow is here. And, of course, D-Bud, Martin, Dragon Ruse, and John Ostains is here already. Good morning, guys. Hope everybody's Jeebus, having a too. good day. Oh, Monkey Jeebus? I didn't see him listed. So, yep, there he oh, is. WWE yeah. sold. Yes, I saw that. I saw that this morning, dude. Yeah. So it was confirmed this uh, this morning. Big news. Yeah, we we broke that on the uh, uh, watch along. W uh, the uh, Royal Rumble watch along. That's really cool, dude. Uh, that's a huge deal. Uh, what do you think it's going to mean for uh, WWE? Are they going to make some changes? Well, clean it up a little bit. I think. Well, the problem is because this isn't a purchase; it's a merger, right? No, they're buying. They're buying WWE. So they bought it, and they're gonna gonna combine it into one company with UFC. And uh, what it is is uh, the current owner is going to be president, and then the uh, uh, Vince McMahon is going to be the uh, he's going to be like the the number two guy, right? So. Yeah, that's. 
I don't know how that's going to work because Vince McMahon has lost his, well, his damn mind. If you look at him, he looks oh, like he's the, insane. Uh, He's he's gone back to dying. He's dying his hair black. He's got like a pencil mustache now. He looks like a villain. Because he's always been a villain. Yeah, I know, but he looks like a cheesy villain. Yeah, but now. he believes it. He's, he, there's something wrong with that guy. Yeah. And so. there are stories I've heard about him with Roddy Piper that yeah. um, are not good. No, they're what not. he did to Roddy. And um and it messed Roddy up till his death. because uh, I've wanted to tell Roddy's story for a long time. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to maybe do a graphic novel. I don't know. So, but uh, it would be done only if the family uh, were involved with it. Yeah. Because I have that contact through Cody Knotts, uh, the, the director I do a lot of work with. But here we go. There he is, Don. That's the guy f- that played the psycho. And there's the dude that played uh, Quato. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Total recall. And this dude is so funny. Uh, he's, he's that guy, um, that makes fun of the training film, learning how, and everything in this training film, Don, everything in this training film comes to life in his actual experience. They actually depict it. And I thought that was clever to put this exact survival film in there. And he's just, he's just digging into this guy. Cut that leaf. Oh, it didn't cut. Blaze on sharp. I guess throw some salt and pepper on that leaf. Most of them are making fun of it. He's the one doing the loud stuff. He's riffing it. Nobody else is. He's the only. Well, you one know, it. Christian Bale's a hell of an actor. Yeah, he is. And uh, uh, he uh, he did uh, Terminator Four. Okay, he was yeah. good in that. When As he did when he did Terminator Four, you will remember that there was an incident where one of the uh, production guys walked past the camera. Bale lost his freaking mind. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was on that set when he went after the, um, uh, I think he was the, was he the camera, the lead camera operator? And wanted wanted that poor bastard fired, okay? And I got to tell you, Bale, boy, he lost a shitload of my respect when he did that. So... I kind of got mixed feelings about Bale, for whatever well, that's worth. He's 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 of that method thing, yeah. And uh, uh, right here, he, that's true. He went in there and asked for all these changes to his gear in case he crashes, and all of that stuff helped him. Uh, in the real Dieter Dingler, um, God, this is such a good movie. Um, He's getting the mission. They're going to be going in there and they're going to be going in low and hot on this mission. And I think that's, it ends up being what, and they kind of show it in the film because he's flying so low when his explosives go off, he's not hit from ground fire. His plane is hit from by debris from the explosion of his own bombs. Uh, I think that's what they're trying to depict in that. And yeah, he does look like uh, Dale Gribble. <laughs> he really does. Um, I had to laugh at the scene where he um, requests all these changes to his gear and the, the guy distributing the gear, he's so pissed. You're my only, yeah, cu- you're my only like, customer, so yeah, I'll yeah. be glad to do it. <laughs> he's so annoyed. Uh, he's annoyed, but at the same time, seeing that you're my only client. <laughs> and of course, they, I love this scene. You know, I love all the shots in this movie. Um, 
they did an interesting thing here budgetarily uh, with the plane, and it works really well with the CG planes, and they look fairly real despite the excess of humidity in the shot. But Vietnam was a very humid country. Yeah, yeah and they shot it in so, Thailand, so they had the same environmental mm-hmm. circumstances. Well, Thailand's right across the river from it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but the and fact that they really, they really did it in the jungle. And, and that's kind of what I what I wanted to ask you about, Don. Is there's a lot of shots in this film that look like a lot of the photography I've seen from Vietnam, and see if you think they got it right. Well, now Vietnam had a lot, believe it or not, a lot of different uh, environmental and uh, and uh, uh, not all of it was jungle. Where I was up north. We had a lot of mountains and a lot of scrub, and then you had the Asha Valley, which, in fact, was a hell of a lot of jungle. Right. But, uh, not not all of it was, was jungle, but where this movie took place, from everything I understand, yeah, yeah, Laos was, uh, huh, had, had Buku jungle, so... Yeah, and there's the crash scene, and he is hollering ass because they're already shooting at him. They're on the ground chasing him. What was he flying? Uh, uh, Sky Raider. Was it a Sky Raider? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sky, Sky Raider. Raider. Boy, they I know were, he was very fond they, of the P-51 because that's what shot at him when he was in they, Germany. They were one hell of an airplane, boy. Now, there's something that they get in this that you don't get in a lot of other films is kudzu. Um, I have personal experience with kudzu, and I hate that shit. Yeah. It is the canopy you see in a lot of jungle, and it comes from Southeast Asia and Japan, and it has come here to the U.S., and it is voracious in the state of Virginia where I grew up. It yeah, took over a lot of the south. forestry. And that shit, you got to kill it because it will kill the, the plant life below it. You know, there was an incident where a Sky Raider shot down a North Vietnamese MiG-17. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't Sky surprise Raider. me. Sky Raiders were the last prop plane used by uh, the Navy, if I remember right. Oh, and right here, by the way, he's doing everything that they showed in the film strip. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He paid attention. He paid attention. Well, well, he does something that the film strip doesn't tell. Uh, and it's what his commander officer told him that, uh, get rid of the radio. Use it uh, once and, and get rid it. of it. Yeah, hide it yeah. because it will get you killed. Absolutely. Good morning, Penny. Hi. Yeah. Because the VC, um, the VC used their frequencies. And I got to gotta tell them. you again, I'm confused with this. I'm glad you brought that up, Anima. Um, I'm confused when I'm looking at VC and when I'm looking at um, North Vietnamese in this movie, because um, I always thought the VC wore tan and the North Vietnamese wore green. Well, it's not the it's not. I'm the asking Vietnamese. Don. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> VC primarily, at least the ones that I'm familiar with, were usually in black pajamas. But right with the rice. We hat. looked that up, Gary. Right, right. But in this, you see some people that he's had to deal with that look like they're you know at first they look like Chinese because they got the red. Star well, on. remember Firebase Gloria? Yeah, they did have VC regulars. Right, with the pith helmet and everything. Right. But you, you like, here's this scene that scared the hell out of Animal. Like, why is he climbing up there? 
And I'm like, he's trying to get a lay of the land. And at the same time, if there's aircraft, he's trying to signal he's to, trying the, to be to seen by them. Yeah. But he's got the enemy chasing him because right now, technically, in reality, he'd been captured once and he evaded, uh, escaped and evaded them again. But they were really in hot pursuit of him because they knew he was out there. And Penny says, good morning to you, Bill, and to Don, too. Um, Gordon yeah, he's and he stands there, and he's like, the- "Where are you guys?" He's talking to himself, like hoping to see him. And he's got his he's little got mirror, his- you know. Yeah. He's he his little whistle too. Yes, yeah, it- and laugh. And this is laugh. actually where he was caught the second time. It, this is stagnant water. He, I would never go near this. We're um, taught to look for flowing. It water. always says river, though. He was captured by a river, so I don't yeah, know. This is this is not flowing water. It doesn't look like it now. No, you can see the discoloration in it. That there's a fog in it. That's that's bacteria and stuff. And that's uh, VJ BC. And they got the costumes in here. I really like this. Um, his capture. He's so he's smiling, and just to let you guys know. The, the weight loss in this film was incredible. 55 pounds is what. Yeah, he lost more than he lost else. before they began shooting. They shot this movie backwards. Uh, so he would gradually uh, lose weight in the film. But in reality, he was he was um, he came and already lost the weight. And they shot all those scenes and they went backwards of him gaining weight. Well, I think he lost more weight in The Machinist. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He lost 55 in this. Uh, Steve Zahn lost 44 pounds, uh, and um, the the guy that plays Eugene, he lost 33 pounds. Did you know that the director lost weight too? I'm not surprised. This is a rough no, he, shoot. He there were no it, trailers. He, no, he, he did it on purpose to be oh, with to these be with, guys got it. out of respect for what they did to prepare for the movie. They absolutely are torturing this guy, Don. Um, you know. Yeah, that was hard to watch. And he shits himself here because they won't untie him to let him go to the bathroom. And he yells at him, what's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you let me go to the bathroom? You've, I've shit because, myself. Because he's speaking English. <laughs> they do not understand. That's what um, I said. Don't, but... No, it's bullshit. They know exactly. Whether they understand the language or not, they understand. Um, this is what makes me hate these characters so much because they... You know, you come to our country, we're going to brutalize you. They don't understand the concept of decency. And um, and they're commies. And they're commies. Absolutely. Hey, Joe. Joe's not going to join Hi, us Joe. today because he's giving his throat a break yesterday. I don't know what he was doing with his throat yesterday, John, but uh, he apparently needed oh a break God. today. Well, we had... We had Just stop talking, Gary, please. We had a regular show. Then we had a watch along, and it was of uh, WrestleMania Night Two, and it was very uh, uh, um, exciting. And, and Joe got into it a lot. And uh, then we did an after show, me and him on his channel for like forty five minutes, and that was that took us up to midnight. So 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 you wore him out. <laughs> Hashtag Way to go, John. Way to go, John. 
<laughs> I wanted to stop here because this I learned this from this movie. I had never learned to do this. I I've always used um, what do you call it? Uh, Brillo, uh, um, the scrubbing stuff he used for yeah. uh, pots and pans is what I've always used to start fires with. What's that? Steel wool. Borax. Steel wool. Thank you. Steel wool. Oh. Because uh, it is a massive, easy thing. Uh, you get just that burning a little bit, and then you uh, seed it with some wood and paper. And I'm telling you, man, you've got a fire. I've done it many times. This was so cool learning this, watching this movie, that they use they hollowed out bamboo and cut it in half and put the stakes up. Hollowed, and they started a fire with that. And I'm like, I tested it. It works. It really works. I mean, holy shit, this freaking works. And it's so simple and easy. I, I don't like going out in the nature, but I know how to survive in it if I have to. <laughs> I fucked up my hands learning to start a fire with Flintstones. They are the, the government that started the war. That's not the point, Jeebus. You're missing the point. It doesn't matter who starts the war. Um, basic human decency when you're on the ground. Um, it's the one thing NATO got right. And uh, Germany ignored it. So did Japan. Yeah, they fires that f- freaking uh, AK-47 right next to his head. And he goes deaf for a bit. They left the scene out, too, because... Um, he screams at him first, time, and then he shoots again, and he goes deaf. Yep. Don't you ever do it again. I will effing kill you, is what he yells He at, loses his shit. Because, like, he started shooting right next to him. And... Um, it, it unnerves Dieter. And uh, I got to say that when he was captured the first time, this was brought up because it's in the movie that he's still wearing his wedding ring in the film. And uh, But it is a story that took place, and it's, it's mentioned in the documentary, that when he was captured the first time, the farmer stole his ring from him. Mm. And uh, the, the uh, NVA officers found out about it and they went and they cut the farmer's finger off and gave him his ring back scarred him for life they actually did and that scene but then they that, cut it out they cut it out because it, it, it affected the pacing so they made some changes in the film uh that with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It still pays attention to the actual history of what happened to Dieter Dingler. But uh, what a name. I mean, his name just sounds like something from a porn film. <laughs> Dieter Dingler. Just to you, Gary. But it's just, uh, he's a very German guy. And he tells the story in the film. Uh, Christian Bale's character is talking to Steve Zahn. And he's talking about how 
he, when he was in his house as a boy in a bombed out village, that this P-51 Mustang is flying right at him. And his brother and he were in the attic watching this thing. And the canopy was open, the cockpit, and he's firing at him, misses him, of course. And as the, the plane goes to turn around, he made eye contact with the pilot who had his goggles up on his helmet. And he said, the minute I saw that, I knew Dieter Dingler needed to fly, and which is the name of the uh, documentary and the book. And, uh, and it's something that, that affected him. He says, you're the only, and I love that. Thiesel says, you're the only guy in, in the world that somebody would try to kill you and you, and you want their job. <laughs> yeah, he's a weirdo. <laughs> and of course, uh, the characters in the film are all real, including even the guards, except for one. One of the prison guards in the prison camp is the creation of the director who wrote the screenplay based off of Dieter's life, uh, Werner Herzog. And uh, I think he did a tremendously respectful job of doing this film for the, those that served and, and uh, were captured. And even depicting the one little dwarf guard, he was real. Really? And in real life, he let him survive. They didn't. He killed everybody else. And he let that one little guy live because he helped him and he was nice to him. But Dieter killed all the other guards that were there. No, one managed to escape, and that's why they couldn't stay at the camp because he was. Oh, going that's to it. Yeah, that's right. Tell the NBA. And he'll go and get more people. That's that's why they have to head out to the jungle. And if nobody caught safe. that, that was marijuana. <laughs> yeah, there's a bush of marijuana outside that door. Now this guy, I swear to God, Don, I think is uh, with the NVA. He's with the Communist Party, yeah. in fact. Yeah, well, actually, it's in Laos. It's the uh, Pathet Lao, which is it, their their version of uh, their – that's their communist faction. Their faction. Okay. Yeah. It's a good thing because at first he says, I'm German. But then he confronts him and he says, yes, I am. And he pulls his passport out to give it to the guy. He says, I, I'm not interested in this war. I only wanted to fly. He says, then if he signed this and he reads it and he's like, I, I can't sign this. I love my he's country. He's proud to be American. I'm proud of this. Yeah. He's not going to turn against them. Which means you're going to get the shit beat out of you. Sorry, buddy. That's how patriotic water. he was. This that is the how fresh water. That guy was. Yeah. Very patriotic. Very patriotic. He was offered a way out and he declined because he didn't want to go against his country. And so they drag him. They really PG'd up what was done to him. Oh, yeah. And uh, of all the things, though, Anima goes, I'm so glad they didn't show that he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> because they... He did a very good job uh, making it all look realistic. He, he narrates it. You that. made me shit myself. Ch she was like, oh, I was so afraid they were going to show it. Chocolate pudding, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then she has to deal with the scene because uh, Steve Zahn's character, uh, who's a real guy, shit himself every night uh, because he was sick. He was dying. Two years in, in that prison camp being tortured. Here they torture him. They tie him to either an ant colony or something. You see ant, that guy? That's NVA. Yeah. That's NVA, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's being tortured in the hands of the NVA right now, not just the, the Kong. 
And by the way, Anima asked me why they're called Charlie. I said, the reason why is because they were called Victor Charlie. And they just dropped the Victor. And they just called him Charlie. And they they dunk him in. They put him in this well, man. Uh, that was brutal. And, you know, he's got to tread water. And they keep pushing him down. And he's got to push himself back up by his feet flipping. Um, what a nightmare, dude. What a nightmare. Now they're transferring him. They're walking him all the way. And whenever um, they're out in the up, and if they hear planes or stuff, man, they, they get brutal. They hear helicopters. They get brutal. In fact, Steve Zahn's character gets shot in the side of the head. Yeah. Because uh, I can't remember, was it helicopters or planes went over? I think it was helicopters. Helicopters. Yes. Yeah. yeah I That's that. little hit Hitler. That's what he called him in the movie. Oh. Little Hitler. <laughs> him. Yeah. He's a, that dude's He's called scary. Little Hitler for a reason. And the character that uh, uh, was created, the one character is Walkie Talkie, the guy who never talks. And that is the absolute creation of the director. Uh, but all the other guards are based on real people that were in the camp, including the little guy, which he's just, he's so sweet. It's like, he doesn't even look like he wants to hold his weapon. Yes. They have bamboo toilets with them and Dieter Dingler figured out how to have it in, in the bottom section and built a place to hide rice for when they escape. He was constantly figuring shit out, making blades, from day one. I mean, he's shocked to learn that some of them have been in that camp for two And they and didn't years. trust him for a while because they weren't sure if he was the real deal or if he was a plant. So yeah, they were very, trust they were very uh, apprehensive of Dingler at first. But eventually, uh, they all really got along. In the film, they show that there's different difficulties between uh, Eugene and him. But in reality, um, other people have said that they did get along better. Than they show in the film. Well, in the uh, film, Eugene constantly says, They're going to let us go. They're going to let us go. And your plan He did is believe that. He really did by Christmas. We had the Christmas holiday. They're going to let us go. And he's like, They're not going to let us go. And so there's this conflict. And what pisses him off is that not only are they in this camp at nighttime, they are locked up in a way to where the guards think they can't get free. But Dieter's a clever dude. So he's constantly figuring out ways to get free and he, you know, finds a nail and, and is able to pick the locks and he shows, and I've told people how to get, I know how to get out of handcuffs, uh, handcuffs that are still made that way, by the way, you just put something small, like a paper clipper in on one end where they, the teeth are, you push them in and it just slides out. It's that easy. You use it's, different words when you handcuffs are terribly designed. Uh, what is this? Hold on. And the hippie tourist with Stockholm Syndrome, he was all about eating bugs back then. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, hi, Ojo. How you doing, man? Uh, glad you're joining <clears throat> us, dude. It's cool. He's in that military group I was talking about. I'm trying to get those guys to, to jump in with us sometimes, man. I would really enjoy to get more of uh, uh, our veteran friends involved in these shows because I want to celebrate us being vets. And he's clearly a Jesus hippie kind of dude. Uh, looks like Charles Manson. <laughs> then I saw this movie. I was like, there's your Charles Manson. That's who needs yeah, to play Charles Manson. Yeah, but I Manson. bet he doesn't surf. 
But he did, Charlie doesn't surf, man. <laughs> he's, he's like, come on, man, man. <laughs> We're going to get out of here by Christmas, man. So, yeah, they walk around with their toilets with them. They have to shit in their own toilets, you know, in their own little bamboo things. And the problem is, you know, there's little Hitler. Little Hitler. There's the little guy. Uh, he smiles all the time. He's he's friendly. a little dim, but he's very sweet. And the, when when kind of like Monkey Jeebus, huh? Yeah, kind of like <laughs> Monkey Jeebus. Yeah. That's right. That is Monkey Jeebus in the movie. He calls him Cloud. I forgot that. That's we expect in war for people to obey the rules of conflict. I mean, we broke the rules too. I mean, according to NATO, you can't shoot somebody with a fifty cal. And we have a hero that killed the shit out of the Germans with a 50 cal. <laughs> You're only supposed to shoot with NATO rounds, NATO approved rounds. <clears throat> he, he totally looks like uh, Charlie Manson. Yeah. 50 cal when you absolutely positively must kill somebody behind your neighbor's refrigerator. Yeah, wait a minute, Hojo. Did he really? Did he play Charlie Manson? Holy oh, shit. That's, that's cool. It's funny because I called it when this movie came out. I'm like, that dude should play Charlie Manson. <laughs> if I, I got to tell you, monkey, if you said something like that near me when I was in the military, I'd put a bullet in you. I would have shot you. I wouldn't have killed you. I would have sent you away. I shot you in the foot or leg so you wouldn't be with us. Because I would see you as a risk to the safety and, and uh, welfare of, of my men. Anybody that talk like that, I threatened a guy one time. I said, yeah, if we get deployed at this point and you're with us, I'm shooting you. I'm just telling you in advance, it will happen. You can say whatever you want to. I'll do it. I will make sure you are not here to risk the lives of myself or any of our men. I'll pop on one day when we're calms down for sure the comic campaign is killing my spare time um yeah come on and talk about your comic campaign man like yep. yeah I'd like to see what you're doing uh you, he's a creator writer uh i don't know who did the uh, artwork on your personal page there on uh, uh twitter but i like that artwork i do i like that artwork uh but um this is when he, he gets them free the first time and and uh, Dwayne, played by Steve Zahn, is able to to go poop <laughs> and not shit his pants. Yeah, because at, during the day, they're allowed to walk around the camp. And oh, no, that's not it yet. This is it. He gets this the nail. Uh, the, the guards just keep an eye on them, but at night they lock them up so they don't have to keep an eye on them. So He needs that nail. So he yeah. walks over and asks the little dwarf guy, can I use some of your toothpaste? And he's using one finger to brush his teeth, and with the other hand, he's leaning on the pole. He's yeah, but he's pe talking, pulling the nail out, talking to him, distracting he's him, talking. and he's pulling out the nail. And it's so funny because the guy's like uh, smiling at him, smiling <laughs> at him, and then when he walks away, he get, he has a like a bemused like, "What was that about?" Harry, <laughs> that that guy probably doesn't even know that they, there's a war happening. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, seem he's too aware of clearly not a very bright dude, but no. he's got a sweetheart. There it is. He gets some of the toothpaste, and he's gonna brush his teeth. Yeah, he's, he's talking to him. Yeah, I love the taste. You know, I like that good. Oh, and, and all the time he's working that nail out. Gets back there and he goes, cough. 
every time, you know, while I'm doing this and he starts, he makes a key or something to go into the lock so he can unlock the, the uh, handcuffs. But Sounds he, like Sam and Dean Winchester. Yes, Sam and Dean Winchester. And one of these guys, I forget his name, Phyllis or whatever his name is, um, Phyllis, he, um, he survived part of it, and he's one of the people who gave record of what Eugene was like. But he ended so, up dying, too. He was hanged later. That's how they found later. out, okay. He was hanged later. Um, but he gave intel on a little bit about Eugene because he spent some time with Eugene uh, when they escaped. You would hire a child army, okay? <laughs> That's a messed up thing to say, monkey. It's not the first time. I'm drawing a comic right now with child, a child army. <clears throat> so, yeah. That's a very monkey thing to say. Very monkey. <clears throat> yeah, after being around monkey for a few months, I've come to one conclusion. So, oh my! He's a very strange dude. <laughs> very strange guy. <laughs> you love him, but he's weird. Uh, here he's, you go. He unlocks. He unlocks the handcuffs, and that is what what earns him the trust of the other guys. Yep, he he, un- he, he gives them everybody. a little privacy at night. They can go and lets Steve Zahn's character Dwayne go and poop. And Dwayne's his best friend. They became best friends while they're in prison together. And the jungle in this is just intense looking. And they're in a valley, you know, surrounded by these mountains. The dog, I'm like, that dog would end up food. I don't know how that dog didn't get eaten. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because even the guards were on the verge of starving. And it's Asia. They eat dogs anyway. Right. But even if this wasn't another place of the world, it, the dog would have been food. But Well, I think they, they didn't eat the dog. Because the same reason the prisoners want to be around the dog. The dog, uh, they use him to heal their blemishes on their feet. And this is where he brings up Thailand. Because they got to find Big Muddy, which will take him to the major river that goes straight into Thailand. Mekong, right? Yep. Yep. The Mekong. Take him to the Mekong Delta. Yeah. Because once in Thailand, they would be able to contact the Americans. Speaking of armed chimpanzees, has anybody watched uh, Agent Elvis yet? No. That show is nuts. <laughs> I'm not sure if I like the animation, but I'm enjoying the story. Oh, my God, Jesus. Mandrels are, are the villains in, in uh, one of my comics. They're man. scary. Yeah, they scared the crap out of me. This is where Dwayne gets shot because the helicopter is going over and little Hitler hit, shoots him. Yeah, because he thinks they somehow managed the to fighters. contact them. I mean, how? They are in this camp. They have no ways of calling. This isn't hope heroes, man. You know? So he gets shot in the side of the head by little Hitler. Little Hitler comes in here and starts threatening Dieter. And Dieter just smiles at me as, you know, basically, okay, I'm going to kill you. He tells him, I'm going to kill you. Shay's here. Re- I'm going to get Shay. my revenge and kill you. Hey, Shay, what's up, buddy? Yeah, this is not the Philippines, though. So that dog. Yeah, this is Vietnam, but food. yeah, it's, I know what you're well, talking about. Uh, technically, Laos. Laos, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be Laos, but it was shot in Thailand. 
Who the hell knows? That shit all looks the same. <laughs> Southeast Asia is surrounded by hungry locals and prisoners. No way. And, <laughs> I, you know, I want to go back and watch, because I, I didn't get to finish it. I haven't watched that uh, little uh, Lil Dieter documentary. Um, oh, it's available on YouTube. Too. It's on YouTube. Let's watch that I together. Watched, three. I watched it last night. And, and uh, yes, it's a very Dieter good film. Was... It's, I get emotional watching. I got emotional watching this film. Oh, Here's the scene oh, where, yeah. yeah, this is where he starts talking about the scene where he and his brother were in the attic hiding. And he's firing. You can see the machine guns going off and, and cockpit was open. And he flew by and he had his cockpit open and his goggles were on the top of his helmet. So they locked eyes. God only knows that this really happened that way, but in his memory, that's how it happened. It's, you know, this is an emotional moment, and Dwayne's just looking at him like, <laughs> you're the you're only nuts. person in the world that some guy would try to kill you and you'd try to take his job. <laughs> they have and the such bond a lovely between relationship. them is so clear. Yeah, it's so clear the way they get along. They're always hugging. In fact, he, he kisses his head once in one scene or his shoulder because he just cares about him so much. Yeah, and Dwayne really loves the guy because he's giving him hope again. Yeah. Dwayne was he's gone. Been there, he, he's been there the up. longest, two years, over two yeah, years. over two and a half years. And now he has hope again. He totally trusts the guy. He'd follow him anywhere. Yeah, he says, then stop telling me they're going to release this. If you try and, and escape, we, you know, it's this is the conflict between these these two. And um, Dieter wants to escape while he just wants to stay put. Yeah, because he believes they are being released until they overhear a conversation about them, the, the prison. And that's when he has, finally like, caves in and goes. Them and go back to their villages, and that is when he finally says, Well, they, they initially the plan is to take them prisoner and take over the camp, yeah. But that, that backfires, the plan. and it all we'll backfires because he's by himself with a weapon. Even Dwayne is so weak that he takes forever to catch up with him. Oh, yeah. the problem was uh, there was a, a guard that has a, a weapon that, was a, that wasn't unaccounted for, and that leads to the, the shootout. If that guard does, uh, wouldn't have that weapon now, on him. Now, these guys are uh, Viet Cong with the pith helmets, right? Well, NVA wore them, too. It's hard to say, but they're uniformed, so I'm going to well, go with the she's NVA, because you can tell with her hat, she's got the star. Look, the NVA ran all through Laos, so yeah, yeah. This is the scene with the uh, piece of broken glass, and he said he grabs her hand, touches her hand, and says, "I use it to shave." And she smiles at him, and then the smile disappears really quickly because he's so charming. Even the enemies smile at him. It's just funny. And he starts talking about. It. He goes, "She smiled at me, man. If there wasn't a war going on, something would have happened." <laughs> <laughs> And then Dwayne's like, aren't you married? <laughs> <laughs> what are you 
you have a woman back, you know, it's, it's he's funny. engaged. He's engaged, he, not married. He's engaged, even though that's not that's a wedding band. That's not a an engagement band. That's what I always Yeah, but about. his his fiance gave it to him um to never forget her while he was gone. <clears throat> because they were planning to Fiss it. That's the guy. Prosit. Those are the two other guys and um that were with him. Yeah. The guy gets a new piece of shit machine gun. And he doesn't know how it works, and he drops. It goes off, and he drops it, and he keeps firing. And they're ducking and dodging to avoid getting shot. That was goofy. And uh, Bale totally, because he's a method actor, and I'm not a big fan of method actors. Uh, I, I think it's bo- bullshit. Me neither. Uh, but he gets in there, and there's the scene where they have to eat worms, and they're mealworms. They're not maggots. They call. They say they're maggots. They're not maggots. They're mealworms. Yeah, a few scenes are really gross. And he actually begins eating them, and <laughs> on camera talking and eating them, and I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> and he also eats that snake at the end. He actually, well, it's uh, protein, dude. He eats a, a real snake at the end. Dig I could not teeth. watch that, and I told Gary, "Tell me when it's safe." And Gary goes, "Safe." And I look back at my screen, and he's yeah, but yeah, I didn't know she had a delay. She had a delay, and I'm like, oh, not my fault. I didn't know. It was just a few seconds that I was behind him, but it was not safe yet. Ew. <laughs> you could call me. What the fuck is that? Call me to what? Shave the bears and call them. Yagawi? What is that? Like, it's I I've never played. Yeah, yeah, so, so I don't know. Something Jack like Dogie. Well, you know when I when I went into Nam, I weighed about two hundred and four pounds. All right, and after I was there a few months, I had dropped down to about one seventy five, and my damn jungle pants, my jungle fatigues, literally would fall off my butt. I couldn't believe it. I had never in my life been that skinny. So, mm. yeah, Vicky says I'd have loved to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Vicky. This is, you know, this is more establishment of what's going on. And, and the, the part of the conflict that ends up going on between him and Eugene, he, um, and I don't know if this is coming up to that point or not. So at some point here, we're going to probably have to uh, take a break here because we're getting close to break time for the first break. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes. We got five minutes. Little Hitler's rifle. I love that. (laughs) Little Hitler's rifle. Little Hitler. (laughs) I got to take a break, but I'll be back. All righty, sir. Yeah, they're making. They're establishing patterns. Yeah, because they, they have to establish patterns of movement and how uh, routines of yeah. the guard. Yeah. But they're all in now, right? And and the big asset they have is that, that the uh, guards have are unaware that they're unlocking at night and getting out. Mm. Yeah, because that's the way that's why they lock them up like that. So they don't have to check on the prisoners at night and they have no yeah, idea. So they can relax and, and get some rest. They have no so idea how lazy. easy it is to get out of handcuffs. Yep. I don't think they're nope. really interested in, in guarding prisoners. They just want to go back to their villages. Yeah. I love and this one. 
This is when he's talking about his fantasy, Dwayne is, food fantasy, and Dieter interrupts it and starts, like, why don't you, this, and Bavarian, and he goes, this is mine. This is, my, why do you do that, man? This is my fantasy. And, and Dieter's just sort of giggling. And and it was, you know, it's it's showing he's not perfect. That Dieter is kind of a screw up in his own way by, interfering with other people's thoughts and fantasies of food, food fantasies. <laughs> it's one of the games they play to kill yep. time. You always got to interrupt me, he says, and, and it hurts his feelings. So this is where they've got the things set out and they're showing the patterns um, where the guards are, when, at what time, blah, blah, blah. And How then many guards are They walk in on them. The guards walk in, there he is, sees this. That's walkie-talkie, he doesn't talk. He sees this and, and gets really menacing, and, and he goes, it's a game. It's a game, and he shows it. It's like backgammon or something, and pretends like it's a game. I win. I win. And so the guard lets it go, even though th that was showing the patterns and where the guards are at what times. Yeah, but that dude probably wasn't too bright, too. None of them are, you know, they're all one step up over villager. And so here he goes out for the first time to dig out under the fence and then put soft earth back over the spot where he just dug out. And that way it'll be easier to dig it again later. And it's that's a really where they're clever plan. It's, it's the one spot where they'll be able to get out of the fence and go around in the job. The plan is that one group goes one way around the, the entire perimeter and the other team goes the other way. And they meet at the kitchen is the plan where and they'll be take eating and take them hot, take the guards hostage. So originally they just want to turn the situation around. Yep. And then wait out until help arrives. But it's never that easy. And look how thin Zahn is, man. And everybody has known him up to this point as a comedic actor. He nails this character. And how he didn't get uh, a nomination for this role is shameful. It really is. He should have gotten a nomination for his performance as Dwayne. A real guy, you know, and he played it so beautifully. He's sad, tragic, and real in his performance. I think it's time for the break. Uh, yeah, we got 30 seconds, so um, I'm going to pause the uh, movie here. And uh, we will be back right after the break. Bill, take us away. Or not. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Gary from Pop Culture Minefield here on KGRA, and we're leaving for our first break. I hope we survive. Did you know 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated? If you struggle with focus, run low on energy, or when it's time to finally sleep, you simply can't. This can all be linked to dehydration, and Fuel Up has the answer. Our proprietary formula contains the finest cellular hydration with the strongest immune-enhancing natural ingredients. The Fuel Up system is made up of three different incredibly tasting varieties. Wake, kickstart your day with a jolt of caffeine. Play, boosts focus while hydrating your cells. Rest, not only helps you relax, but also rejuvenates your cells while you sleep. 
Here's what our clients have to say. I really don't miss my coffee. And you can tell the difference. So I'm going to take it for the energy. I'm going to take it for the play. I'm going to take it you know, all day. And it works. That's the thing. It works. We love it. Take the Fuel Up Challenge now, where we offer a Feel the Difference money-back guarantee. Fuel Up for Life. Hey, members, the new KGRA DB app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRA DB programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRA DB. Oh, wow, we survived. Welcome back to the commercial break. Now for some more pop culture minefield on KGRA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Boogity boogity. <laughs> so we're at our second hour, and uh, we are back. With the rest of uh, this movie. Um, and this is where the one guy, they, they got confused uh, where he says, I am out. Oh, crap. I lost my place. He says, you are out. He says, I am out. And he says, you're out. You don't want to be in the play. He goes, no, I want to, I want out. <laughs> it was a language thing. He goes, oh, okay. You're in, you're in. <laughs> I can relate with that. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. Yeah, but this dude is American. It's his native language. You're excused for mixing things up sometimes. Oh, no, he, he was not American. He was one of the, um, uh, mm-hmm. I think he's from Thai. Oh, oh. Yeah. Thai. yeah. That said it. It was funny. He was trying to say, I went out too, but he was like, uh, he's like, you're out. <laughs> and this is when they get filled the, the, the worms, the maggots. So, and gross. once again, the de- dedication of um, Chris to I really uh, ate them. make it as believable as possible. He starts eating the worms while talking. He's really not going to kill you. Dwayne won't eat it. Dwayne's like, I'd rather starve to death, which he is. His, yeah. He's suffering from a condition called um, failure to thrive. That's where your body is eating itself. Your brain, muscles, everything. It's going into atrophy. Uh, well, actually, you know, um, a lot of people think that uh, prisons were used in, in the original story that inspired the Dirty Dozen. Uh, is actually the... the 505th, I think, uh, airborne regiment 
and it was they were called the Filthy Thirteen, uh, and uh, but they weren't prisoners. But uh, you know, the military is notoriously used. Like, I mean, for D Day, we used a, a dead man, homeless guy. Yep, released his body to uh, you know trick the Germans. Hi, sucks. Hey, Kyle, what's up, buddy? But um, I don't know if prisoners have ever actually been used in war because, uh, one, your point of sending soldiers into anything is to win. So you want guys that actually know how to fight uh, to go in. So sending in prisoners is sort of a dumb idea uh, if your plan is to win. If your plan is to lose, sending prisoners might be a good idea. Um, that battle, lose that battle because they're, you know, they're not disciplined. They don't know how to fight. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm curious. I could look it up, see if we've ever used actual prisoners. Cause I don't know if we ever have. It'd be interesting to know. Yeah. So now we're leading to that situation where they, they overhear the conversation and they start listening in. Right. Or is this when he's punishing Eugene? And refuses. They've been punished because uh, another helicopter flies by, and they think, like, uh, again that they're communicating somehow. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, how? Well, they're they're just paranoid. They're just paranoid. Telepathy. (laughs) Oh, this is when he's losing it. Yeah, he's like, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Because this is after uh, Eugene was punished. Because Eugene started acting like a puss about everything. And so Dieter refuses to uncuff them. And um, again, I point out, dogs licking that dish. I'd be licking my chops thinking about that dog at that point, no matter how much I love dogs. Um, Mm -hmm. Although I do like this story. uh, A boy and his dog, he picks, kills the girl and eats her so his dog can live. Uh, what a messed up movie. Oh, the thing with gosh. Eugene is um, Dieter is sort of in command now of them, and they all follow his orders, but Eugene, he's constantly questioning and everything, acting weird, and that, that's just pissing him off. He's squat leader now. And he it's kind of like, kind of like Gary and uh, Monkey Jeebus, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Here is where, when they learn the truth that the guardians are, the guards are planning to kill them. Yeah, yeah they because they're, home. Of, they're starving. The guys, they want to go. They want to go back home. Yeah, so one of the guys is able to understand, um, and uh, supplies are running low, and everybody's starving. So they're like, yeah. As Donald so said, fuck that they, noise to kill them. And they go feel home. the need that they want to kill them. So they can go home, and uh, and that's what they now, do. Now, now Eugene is in, in on the plan. <laughs> of course, now what can, what else can he do? Yeah, he finally stops believing that they will let him go. Yeah, because they. They know it's going to be, they, they don't oh, know. I remember when he got pissed at Eugene. Eugene's like, I'm going to eat my share of the rice. Mm. Because it's not your rice. It's our rice. You know, and so, we have to survive on it. 
they are under pressure now. They have to execute their plan. That's this has to happen. It needs to happen in a very specific way, exactly. So he's going over the plans one more time, and they begin the process. And now we move into the third act of the film. I don't think sending an unqualified into war helps McNamara's morons operation send hundreds of uh, by the accounts ending up killing more colleagues than enemies. Um, I'm not sure how to even get into that right now. It's it's too that's too big to unpack right now. That's something Don and I could go into on Wednesday. Here's the, the many the many mistakes by McNamara. There are many. Unless Don <laughs> loves Don't get McNamara. me going. <laughs> I think Don loves McNamara. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> McNamara and he are buddies. I seriously doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he hates McNamara. <laughs> yeah, Ford Corporation War. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, so here we go. The action begins. This is the only real action scene outside of the fly scene at the beginning yeah. where he's moving towards the uh, kitchen. With Dwayne, and they, they have to split up. He's Dwayne with Dwayne, and Eugene weapon. takes the others. Yeah, they they find the weapons and they start moving around. And Dwayne drops to the ground, puking because of what's about to happen. The stress level is too high for him, and he throws up. And he's like, "Come on, Dwayne, we got to go." And and he's slow, and so Dieter yeah, turns that corner state. by himself, alone. He's the only one there, and he takes on these guards. And he kills all but the two. One runs away, and the little guy. And he tells the little guy, go, go. Yeah, the little guy is no danger. But the other guy running off to alarm the NBA, he's the reason why they need to go to the jungle. And then he gets angry because the slippers aren't there. They're they're shoes. Because they needed those. And, like, why aren't the shoes here? So they steal whatever food that's there and they, they just haul ass out of there. They got to go now because of the, the two that survived and got away. Well, one they let get away. Who's that talking oh. in the background? Oh, that's it's probably over on, on Don's end. Oh. Um, he's got Vicky there. She's in the background. She's watching <laughs> the news. Nice. Oh, I can't do that. This is the scene that it took place this way. And this is in Dieter's memory how the dialogue went. But we found out later by the uh, Thai guy that when he reported to the CIA, because um, he was with Air America, if he didn't, uh, that was mentioned early on, and yeah. he was with Air America. And so when they got someone in to ask questions, his, his information that he gave was that uh, it wasn't quite like this, that um, Dieter blamed him, but they were prevented from getting to the kitchen on time. And um, that Dieter punished them by making them go a different direction and not go together. And it led to them getting recaptured while uh, Dieter and Dwayne would have had a better chance of survival if he hadn't done this by separating them. They would have had a greater chance of survival going together. Yeah. But, you know, in the heat of the, the moment, man, you make decisions, life-altering decisions, you got to stick with them. 
So he chooses to go with Dwayne and tells Eugene and the other guy to go wherever they're going to go. I'm not going to tell you where to go. You figure it out. And that's what Eugene's pissed off here about that. I don't know where to go. I don't know where I'm going. And he's uh, just, I'm going to go this way in a very sarcastic way. And uh, that's how it ended. So he and, and uh, Dwayne hit the jungle. And then we see that, that annoying that plant river. again. They're yep. fighting hard against. Well, the kudzu is not so thick here, but he runs into kudzu later. In fact, the moment, uh, that tragic moment when it happens, he tries to run through kudzu and you can't run through kudzu. No, it will not let you through. It's, it's a mesh of yep. vines. And it's finally it. raining. So one oh, I love this game. They have water. Again, drink the water from the leaf, just like in the film strip. Oh shit. Mudslide. <laughs> and they end up getting caught in that mudslide and dragged down to the bottom. It's just bad. It's and the food bad. goes down in the mud. They are so screwed. Um, wow. You really feel bad? Yes, he, he let the dwarf live. He let him go. Because he never did anything to him. He was not part of it. He was clearly not wanting to be there either. And these conversations with Dwayne, you know, during the escape are important. Because later it comes back on uh, Dieter. We can float. Always thinking ahead. Always planning. There's that shit. Kudzu. God, I hate that stuff. Well, he was he was squad leader before he got shot down, wasn't he? He's Who? used to being in uh, Dieter. No, he wasn't squad leader. Squad. I thought squad leader was his buddy. Or was he? I don't know. I have to go back. See, they Monkey. break the rules of war too by escaping. Aren't they supposed to wait and get negotiations? Uh, not no. being tortured. No, no, no. No, yeah. they are not supposed. There's nothing, it, nothing illegal about this at all. It it is recognized that the first uh, obligation of a prisoner of is war to is escape, try to escape. Is, try to escape. It's part of SEER training. I went through SEER training. It's a volunteer program in the military uh, because it's rough, and they only want volunteers because it is so rough. Well, kind of like being a cop. Your primary objective is to get home alive and well at the end of the day, right? Yep. Well, I viewed war the same way. My primary job was to try to get home well and not screwed up. And now, yeah, anything not got in the get way? Somebody else killed. That's a fear of every grunt. Anything else got in the way? Then you deal with it at the time. That's right. Now, you can again. Say this is them doing their own sense. This is, when they, this is when they realize they are in trouble because there's a waterfall ahead. Yeah, so they need so to get to the bank. Get off the raft, get off the raft, and they got to get to the edge of the river. And they barely make it, and the raft goes over and gets destroyed. Um, but they did their own stunts in these rapids, man. Yeah. Uh, water, people don't understand how dangerous doing it, that is. It is dangerous. I used to float trip on rapids, and oh, it's it's rough. And Dwayne, you just watch him, his his mind, everything is just getting worse every scene. And they hit that yes. point where they realize these weapons are, are just not going to do us any good at this point. It's just useless weight. So, yeah. Oh, and the leeches. 
God, the leeches. These oh, are real that, leeches. that was ugly. <laughs> Those are real leeches. No special prosthetics. Those are real. They put they got leeches on their body. And they'd peel them off. <laughs> well, at least he did. I don't think we see Dwayne pulling off his leeches, but Bane went all in with that. Yeah, Christian Bale. Method. Yeah. Elephant elephant leaves, man, are great for capturing water. And for also, covering up. And for covering up. Dwayne is like, he's just losing it. I can't do this anymore. You got to leave me and he won't leave him. No, he keeps telling him, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. You just rest. Just a little bit further. We'll be fine. You can yeah. make it. Look who's here. Hey, Kingsport Cal. What's up, buddy? Cal, hey, hi. Cal. Good to see you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feed them to the rancor and the sarlacc. What? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Feed them to the rancor and the sarlacc. Um, I can't remember. Is this the scene where they uh -oh. throw the guns? Must be somewhere around. Because it's right around this point. Because we're getting close to yeah. when they find that abandoned village. Yeah. Just look at him. He's He's got the constant, like, his mouth is like this. And his eyes are dead. His dead eyes. He is just absolutely at at the end of it. I if think he doesn't get already. rescued soon, he's just gonna die. Yeah, this is where he throws the the, the weapons into the water yeah. and says, "We don't. These are weighing us down. We need to move quicker." Trying to get through that kudzu because the only thing they've got is that one machete, and I can't remember. Do they still have it at this point. Yeah, they have it. Yeah, he still has it. Yeah. Getting through that jungle, especially the kudzu, man, you've got to have him. He uses it to scare away the villagers later. So, yeah, he has it. This is, oh, I'm glad you like this film, Cal. This is a great movie, man. Although, I, oh, oh, yeah, this is it. He, yeah. He's touching a fern that closes up when you touch it. And he's fascinated by it, but he's he's like, I, I'm done. I don't want to go any further. I was fascinated by that. Something's I didn't know there's plants that do that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so cool. How long do they stay closed, those leaves? They eventually open up. It's a slow thing. It's a reaction, uh, you know, because they need their photosynthesis. So they're going to open back up. But if they feel mm -hmm. threatened, they close up. Um, See, vegans are evil. <laughs> Shut up, He's almost practically carrying Dwayne at this point through this jungle. Dwayne and that's when he finds the village, left. I think. And he finds this old. He, he points out. He goes, yeah. this, "This is a village. It's been abandoned, but it's a village. We can get shelter here." Is is really what he's saying? So he's just sitting there, and again, he's like, "I'm done. I'm done." 
done. Just get some rest. Get some rest. We'll rest yeah, here. Yeah, Dito is not giving up on him. And this leads to this exciting moment. Uh, two moments here. And one of them is so frustrating because helicopters. When they shoot at them. Oh, yeah. Well, the first time it doesn't. First time yeah. he's waving at him. Did they? Did he hear him? Did they see him? Because it is hard to hear. Uh, animals like, can they hear from me? I'm like, yeah, you can hear things oh. from the helicopter. When those doors are open, you hear a lot of stuff. But it, you, it's got to be loud for you to hear it over the sound of that motor. Because uh, when the windows, you know, the door hatches are open, you're right below that engine, and those blades go. Yeah, uh, I think they just they didn't see him or hear him. I mean. He's pretty well, this is the true story of, of an actual escape. Um, that, that was my problem with Deer Hunters. It's not based in reality. But I do like the Deer Hunter. But I, I'll never watch it again. <laughs> it's so depressing. <laughs> oh, my God. I get so depressed watching that movie. Um, and look at it. He looks so bad here. The acting by, by uh, Steven Zahn, those eyes, the way his eyes look. Hey. And he's, uh, he's talking to another version of him he goes be quiet because in his mind he's elsewhere and and Dieter's being loud he's telling him to be quiet and he says come here lay down buddy lay down and he kissed him right before this he kissed him on the shoulder before laying him down it's like caring for a child he says lay here and uh, get some rest and he's he's but yeah it is it has similar themes it does have similar themes uh, Cal, absolutely, I agree with you. And this is where he starts gathering stuff, and he, he he gets an idea, and he does the bamboo thing here and starts a fire. I learned something. Yeah. <laughs> and even I did. I'm like, holy shit, you can do that. Oh man. He's always like, he learned all the stuff from the videos they showed them before. Now the here's no. Here's he learned the trick. Helicopters see him because that's a big ass fire, but he gets a reaction he doesn't expect when they open fire on him. Because they think it's Vietnamese people. He's Viet, Viet Cong. <laughs> What's that line from Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> if they run, they're VC. If they if don't they stand, run, they're well trained. They're well disciplined. Well disciplined. <laughs> well disciplined VC. Yeah, the crazy, crazy guy in the helicopter shooting at everything. That cracked me up. And. It's the next day he wakes up he goes, <coughs> and he says, I dripped fire. There was a fire. And, uh, oh, it, this place really burned. <laughs> it wasn't just a dream. You know, and you can see Dieter feels a little defeated at this point. Yeah, because nothing goes as planned. Nothing. Yeah, that did not work. They lose so the they've floor. they've got to they get to the river. get attention, but the wrong kind of attention by the helicopters. And so they begin moving again. And this is one of the toughest moments in the film where I just had trouble with this scene. Because I knew it was coming because I knew the true story. They get spotted by these villagers. And the kid drops the, the buckets and runs as the villagers run up with machetes. and, and um, They don't sickles. like Americans. No, they don't. And he, they're yelling, you know, whatever that word is, you know, to them, trying to, please don't hurt us. We're not armed, you know. They're begging and, for uh, food. 
and the one guy kills Dwayne, cuts his head off, and it really happened. And he freaks out. He freaks out and he starts waving the knife. They back up and he takes off running through the jungle and they chase. And uh, he is now running for his life again. And then great moment here of him hiding in the, the, the shrubbery again, just like in the training film, hiding from your pursuers. Yeah. Let them think you're still running. And so he's just, this is probably the most defeated. And he starts having haunting moments with Dwayne. He keeps hearing Dwayne looking around. He's hiding from these fuckers. Yeah. Because they're hunting him. It's so heartbreaking. Like he's basically carried this dude all the way up to this point and now he's alone. And um, mixture of NVA and VC. How this dude and made it out alive. It's, it's really a miracle. It really yeah. is. Um, but his, his will to survive was that great. Oh, yeah. And uh, again, Other people would have lost it. He, he fantasizes that Dwayne's with him. Here and Dwayne, no, he's, not, see Dwayne. he's not fantasizing, yeah, yes, he he's hallucinating he's with him, yeah, he's hallucinating. It's hallucination, fantasy, and Dwayne it's, always says the same thing or his ghost or hallucination or whatever. He always says, Hallucination is just a fantasy because, that's more manifest, and uh, it's it, and then he's realized that he's not really there because he always says, My feet are cold, and he he is, um. It's all those things that the, I kept saying. The one, the one shoe that says. they have. Yep, shared that one the, shoe. She p- pulls off the shoe and turns around to Here's give it to Dwayne scene. and then realizes. This is not a shoe. It's a favorite scene. It's a soul. This is, yeah, but they make a shoe. This is Anima's favorite scene. Yes, it oh is. Fuck you, Gary. <laughs> With the real snake. He captures it and then um, and then he uh, takes an actual bite out of this snake on camera, tearing yeah. skin. Yeah. He had twisted its head back so it can't bite him. According and to what I found out, Cal, there were seven in total who managed to escape. And he, from- he is one of two that I know of that escaped and actually escaped captivity. Yeah, and here I, he is doing the exact thing that that dude did in the, the film strip, waving at the flag, yeah. you know, waving instead of like a cloth, he's waving a leaf. Uh, everything in that film strip happens in the film. And yes. I, I love that he did that. They showed that him screaming at this thing. There's the spotting plane and it's, you know, giving the report back and helicopters are going to come in and, um, I love this. The wind hits him, man, and he, he's so light that he, he almost falls off that damn yeah. uh, hook that they drop to him. But this is one of my favorite moments because they, they want to make clear who he is. So they said, you know, what is your um, – uh, I forgot what that's called in the military. You're, you're, they say something. You're supposed to say something back, um, whatever the phrase is. No, it's not a password. It's it's your personal thing you're supposed to respond with, and his is Rescue Dawn. 
And that's that great moment where you get to hear the character say the name of the film in the film. I love that. Yeah. And it's something that Mac and I, you know, our voice on uh, the, our it, host or master voice for our show on Wednesday does, you know, he and I've joked no. about that for years. In reality, the the whole rescue process was even more. Uh, oh, it was way more complicated, complicated than this. They had to simplify because, it. Yeah, because the 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 pilot of the plane, he uh, nobody believes him, and he was with the 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 that thought in his head that this is one of us this is one of us and when and talk with the superiors and the guy fought for for that mission for that rescue mission what's your favorite team he says i don't like teams i don't want sports <laughs> confirmed it's him <laughs> he hugs that dude behind him <laughs> ah what a good scene And how he holds him in the helicopter. And now the CIA try to take over. This is now black ops, they say. They do. They do take and over. They have him isolated. To, he needs to be isolated. Nobody can have direct contact with him other than medical personnel. Um, they hustle him off that helicopter, put an IV in him, get his fluids up, get some nutrients in him, get some sugar in him. And, and question uh, him. And he's like, please, stop. I wonder who the CIA guys are. You really can't tell. <laughs> Men in black. <laughs> Men in black, yeah. Hated them sons of bitches. No sons of bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah. The nurse is like, you know, trying to be nice to him, but she looks back, you know, like, uh, you're not going anywhere with these guys and lets him know. I can't remember who tells him. Was it her that lets him know that they're planning to, to keep him? Or no, no it's, it's his buddies. It's his buddies. His buddies. Sure. Here they come. These are guys. This is his uh, wingman right there, that yeah. dude that plays the psycho in ca cop shop. Because he's they're not actor. letting him rot in there with the CIA guys. So keep asking the, him the same questions. He was the best psycho ever. Yeah, he's really good as a psycho killer. Um, so they come in here. Hey, it's his birthday, man. Can you give us a few minutes alone? Just a few minutes, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have, a, they have an airmail letter and say, "Ah, oh, that's from his fiance." So please, dude, some privacy here. So They're getting ready to take you to a very secret place, and you will never probably get out of there. So you've got to come with us. And he's just so happy to see his friends, man. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you think we let you <laughs> roll in here? Nah. So they smuggled him out. It's genius how they pulled that off. Yeah. <laughs> To my knowledge, he's one of two who escaped uh, captivity. Yeah, I read on, on one of the pages that came um, that came up in my research that seven escaped in total. I don't know if yeah, they were they all escaped, Americans, but they were all recaptured. Everybody mm -hmm. got recaptured right. except for him from that group. Um, by the way, with the CIA thing, guys, they tell him, this, yeah, you know, that the letter of his fiance, give him a couple he's, minutes, he's cheered man. up a bit to give him a couple He's really minutes. emotional. Just give him two or three <laughs> minutes. And I love the, the way this helicopter just sends that little yeah. uh, wheeled tray flying. And he's like, oh, my God, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are you taking me? Back you know, to the carrier. And he ta they take him right back to the carrier, man. I love that. And uh, he goes, where is everybody? Are they off? <laughs> Where is they on the deck? Where is everybody? And they go down the elevator. <laughs> I love this scene. This is great. 
Oh yeah, that's so emotional. Where is everybody? I wanted to see everybody. <laughs> and then there they are. Look at, look at how thin he is. He lost over fifty pounds for that role. Fifty-five. Yeah. Fifty-five, man. Yeah, it's a great moment, man. Welcome yeah. back, a hero. I'm almost down that now. Nice. Yeah, I remember I was gaunt at 220 in the Army. That was the thinnest I ever was. My skin was at under 10% body fat. Well, I was down to 343 this morning, which is a long way to go to 220. Yeah, I was 13% when I joined the Army, and I got under 10%. Step by step, Sean, you'll get there. Yeah, I know. It, it's easily attainable. You just have commit to it. That's it. You've clearly committed to it. You don't have a choice now. Nope. That's why I did it. And I love this C his word. His last words. His last words. <laughs> it's scratch word itches. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie. Now, it's astounding. 4,000 crew in that it's a movie carrier. I could watch more than once because despite that one moment in it, um, this is a very uplifting film. Yes, it is. And he crashed four more times. Yeah. And so he became a test pilot. We're crashing yeah. as part of the job. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm so happy about that film. I love that movie. The things so that this dude survived, man. Yeah, a Metal Gear Solid scene. Yeah, dude. What does it no, mean? Thanks, well, thanks, th Al. some prisoner camps did move, by the way, Monkey. Um, I don't know if it was in Vietnam, but I do know that there have been points when there are high-value target prisoners that they would constantly move them. If they didn't move the prisons, they moved the prisoners. Hmm. Uh, oh, don't I love the moment. what happened at Sante. Remind us. The Sante Raid. North oh. Vietnam. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now, <clears throat> the SF SALT team that went in there ended up killing a bunch of Chinese. Chinese communist troops were there, but they had already moved all the POWs. Yep. So, yeah, they were... They were they were scooting guys around all the time. That is, you know, because I had talked to Dale about that a long time ago, that that should be made into a film. The Sante Raid, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, despite it being a dry hole, um, that's a hell of a fight that took place there. And, uh, yes, uh, Wolf is losing weight, man. We're very proud of him, man. Very proud of him. Uh, I'm going to go ahead, even though it'll freak out Anima. So I was uh, getting my medicine set up for the week. I always do that at nighttime. Last thing, I, I like doing things for bed, washing dishes, because I feel like I completed something. And I like setting up my, my pills for the for the week. So I have that daily thing, you know. And I'm setting it up last night, and I pulled all the pills out of the little bag I keep, keep them in. And when I did, um, I'm holding the bag right here, and I pulled one of the bags out, and something dropped on me. I'm like, oh, what was that? I look down, and in oh, the, the wrinkle of uh, my shirt, there's this little recluse spider. He's looking right at me. Like, uh, 
Hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> he didn't move. Hey, love. He just sat there like, hey. So we're neighbors now. We're friends. And I went, you know, there's, there's a lot of room in this uh, garage where you could have gone. And I'm the only thing in this room that would kill you. <laughs> you have made a very bad mistake. <laughs> yeah, well, And because he's on my shirt. He's on my shirt. So I just I just smashed him into my shirt. I wasn't worried about Ew. getting bit by him because their fangs aren't that long. And so the odds are against him actually biting me. So I just oh, want to kill Gary, him. Oh, Gary, that was so brave. <laughs> Fuck you, Don. <laughs> you don't freak me out with stories like that, Gary. And, I would have freaked know, I out if I was, I was sitting and, next to you. but And I threw him I away. And I went, yeah, I'm going to post about this. And I, it's going to freak Anima out. No. But I'm not going to stop talking about stuff just because it freaks you out. Because <laughs> when no, stuff no, happens to me, I'm I'm really highly amused by it. It's like that's fucking funny. I'm, I'm like, amused. It's like that just... one day I was in my office back when uh, I lived with John Chance and Travis, and I looked up on the ceiling and there's this recluse coming down at me. And I, You're right. I backed the seat up. <laughs> and I stood up and I grabbed uh, a cloth, and I'm like, "There's over 104 square feet in this room." Where you could have dropped and not been murdered, but you because chose you're me. a magnet for those spiders. I am. Always yeah. been a magnet for spiders. Other just, people you should feel safe around me because they're drawn to me. <laughs> you should have been nicer to the spider and said before killing. You know, it, look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. <laughs> I'm you can save. Now. You can save so those arachnid stories until until you have a rattlesnake come into your. Domicile. Oh, I've dealt with those. Bite your pet. Oh. Bite your pet, and then hide in your office. Let me now. tell you, dude. I grew up in Phoenix. Okay, we have a breach. I had so many horrifying moments in Phoenix, dude. Growing up with rattlesnakes, uh, scorpions, but the one that got me was um, watching a carpet of tarantulas during their migration. And oh, yeah. that freaked me the hell out. <laughs> I remember Zoe. Well, that was she was not prepared for that. She wanted to take a phone call from a boy, and uh, or no, is her grandmother? Is her grandmother? I stand correct. It was her grandmother. We're in Phoenix at my sister's, and she went outside on the back patio. I warned her about going outside at night, and um, but she went out back in the dark. And starts talking on the phone with her nana, not paying attention. When she finished the phone call, she turns to go back in the house, and there's a giant hand-sized tarantula on the sliding glass near the handle. Oh. Okay. So she's a tarantula. So she began crying. Oh, well, I guess she is. And girl, my so. cousin, or her cousins, my nieces, are all like, oh, sorry. you know, it's sort of like, we're sorry you had to be the one to go. <laughs> kind of moment where they're like, you know, we're not helping you. You're on your own. <laughs> they're all crying. They come running up into my room. Zoe's trapped in the backyard by a tarantula, a giant spider. <laughs> so I go downstairs and I look there. I said, go around to the fence, but it's not lit over there. Go around to the fence and go through the gate. I'll go open the gate for you. I just rolled my eyes and I went out there and I did that. And she's like, I'm so horrified, man. I said, that spider's more scared of you than you are of it. Okay. Uh, I'm to give Gibbs his video. Spider war crimes. Yes, I, got a, I got a tarantula story. Okay, let's hear it, Don. 
where we live. Okay, a lot of wild critters around here. And this is about 20 years ago. But one night, it was on a Sunday, I was sitting in the living room watching TV, and a commercial came on, and I got up to do something. And I looked on the wall, and on the wall was this fist-sized tarantula crawling up the wall. And I saw that thing, and I was first, you know, my breath caught in my throat. So in our recyclable can, I had a coffee can in there. And I grabbed that coffee can, and I went up and I trapped the tarantula and put the lid on it. And Vicky came out, and she said, what are you going to do with it? And I said, well, I'm going to put some air holes in it, and tomorrow morning I'll stick it outside. And she said, okay. So she went back into the bedroom, and I put some air holes in this thing. Then the evil side of me came out. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And I slipped out back, and I tossed this tarantula into the bushes. And I went back in, and I took a can opener, and I pried the side of the thing <laughs> <open>. <laughs> like it had broken out and I went in and went to bed 4 30 in the morning she came in screaming <laughs> and she had gone out to the kitchen <laughs> she saw that she's kid. still married to you man yeah, <laughs> I she lost I'm- it and I started laughing and laughing. How is <laughs> it a life, Don? There was a time, Don, that if somebody did you. that to me, people back home would be wondering why he don't write no more. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Whatever happened to Don Ecker? <laughs> if I had been in her place, I would have killed you, man. Well, <laughs> maybe. Like that scene in Psycho 2. When, uh, maybe Beak is playing the long game. <laughs> remember Psycho 2. Where Norman Bates meets his actual biological mother, because his mother was his aunt. He finds out his mother was mm. real, or supposedly within the storyline, and so she comes over and he he gives her the tea. It's poison tea, and he's standing behind her and, and she starts to drink the tea. And before she can drink the poison tea, he takes a shovel and just smashes her across the head and kills her. And I'm like, I was just, I laugh so hard at that scene, and I'm like, going, am I fucked up for laughing at that? Yes, yes, you are. That was a great moment in Psycho. And I'm like, that that's what would have happened to somebody who did a spider prank on me. John, <laughs> I, I, I think, think that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Although yeah. I did, I I will tell you, Don, I I did prank a, a buddy of mine. Uh it, it was uh, my buddy Craig who died, his his eldest son, TJ. TJ's the one that said when I was going out on a date, he's and Marshall's w- with him, and he says, Hi, where are you going? I said, I, I'm going on a date. Uh, and they said, oh, going to get you some, going to get you some ass or something like that. And I just stopped and I'm like, what? And then TJ goes, shit, that boy couldn't get ass off a toilet seat. I <laughs> 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 started laughing going, I'm so insulted by that, but that's the best fucking burn I've ever been given. That was fucking awesome. Huh. But shit, boy, that boy couldn't get no ass off a toilet seat. Well, with all the spider so TJ stories, goes walking into oh. the bathroom after we said, because recluses get trapped in porcelain because yeah. it's too smooth and they can't climb out of it. And so a recluse, a big male, was trapped in, in my bathtub. 
and it's skittering trying to get and tj goes walking there he does that thing where he slow walks take a long wide step to look into the bathtub and i'm like i can't fucking help but i walked up behind him and i pushed him towards the bathtub <laughs> anyway he hi goes. and he jumped and he leapt back at me he goes stop fucking around man <laughs> we have three breaches now gary by three, three yeah. people so let me get to the first one from monkey all right, here's Monkeys. This is the one he likes, he wants. And I'm going to give it to him because he's a good friend. And then I got... We can get in through the back door. I hey. got a suggestion. Yeah, man. I would cut him down to two back door breaches a week. He's and a- anything beyond that. <laughs> Use them wisely, mister. Yes. Go! Use the back door. I'll stall the crowd. Go, go. I like that oh, one. Strong. By the way, I... I'm going to go check the back door. <laughs> back door. There you go. All right. I found a new Bob Spurgis back door. Oh, sweet. Great. Excellent. We can make yeah. that one today. Um, I think but, with uh, all these spider stories, I think Gary's new nickname should be Spider Bait. Spider Bait. Spider Bait. <laughs> does whatever Spider Bait does. Um, and I'm a back door. <laughs> Military Backdoor by Keith. Glad you understand, Joe's. Oh, man. Uh, so here's Joe's comment. What is this? That's a shame at John O'Sane's. I used to feel no, that way that, until that I started seeing in relation with this one. First is this one. Most of my vet friends who were banged and burned up during training uh, for war don't feel worthy of the same respect as combat vets. But I can't convince them that they deserve the same respect. Uh, I don't know if we feel that way. Um I don't know if we feel that way, uh, but what I do know is that I see and perceive the difference between myself and my buddies that are combat vets, and there is a, a, a great respect from vets to combat vets, and it's it's that simple. Um, and um, you know, it's it's they go to the head of the line. It's sort of like uh, if if you have a line to the doctor's office, because I believe that uh, the VA should be dismantled and that uh, we should be given just simply a program, insurance program, that we go see the doctors of our damn choice. And um, that we stop having these freaking problems. But um, that veterans should be allowed to be at the front of the line with, you know, with regular people. Uh, they have their own line. They don't stand in the same line. They have their own line to go see the doctor. And uh, But at the head of that line should be combat veterans. Anybody who's been in combat, seen combat, period. And, and back in the day, like the Vietnam War, I was explaining something, Don, to uh, Anima about how patches were worn in the military. And if you saw a patch on the left sleeve, uh, even before you see the hashes for um, tours, uh, the tour hashes showing that uh, they had been deployed. If you see that patch on the left arm, that that meant not just rank, but you see their unit patch, that's a sign that you've got somebody that's been deployed during combat. And uh, it was that way in Vietnam, as I recall, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if they still do but, it, but they were still I, doing it when I, I was in. I'll tell you what. I had two deployments over there, but I never had any hash. Hashtags on my uh, on my greens. Why? I was never anywhere to wear them. 
All my time, all my time was was uh, overseas, and uh, where I was, you didn't wear greens. <laughs> okay. Of course, in those days, that was a dress uniform, greens, and uh, if I if I wore anything, it was the tans. Yeah, that was your part of one of your dress uniforms was the tan uniform. And um, uh, but your class A's were identical to the ones we wore because we wore the same Vietnam era class A's when I was in. But what I'm telling you is I was never anywhere. And believe me, in Southeast Asia, it was too damned hot to wear those. They were not required. Hmm. Sorry, I just realized it's Julia Dye's birthday today. Happy oh, birthday, no. Julia. Wow. She's dealing with family right now. Uh, they've been out of con- Her and Dale have been out of contact because they're visiting family right now. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, medical stuff. It's always medical. Dealing with their mom. Uh, so send your positive thoughts out to uh, Julia and her, her mom. Tell her I wish happy birthday too, William. Sure. Hey, well, look, uh, gang. I've got a, I've got a split. Got a pee. Split. You huh? drink it. Yeah. Get a pee. I just had my fruit smoothie, and uh, oh yes, you got stuff going, man. <laughs> I've been there. Well, thanks for joining. Don't be like Dwayne. Yeah. Don't be like Dwayne. My fruit smoothie and my grapes. That was breakfast. <laughs> hey, you guys, delicious. be good. And see you. Well, you if I don't talk to you between now and then, I'll see you Wednesday. Well, we got to figure out what we're doing uh, Wednesday and uh, for both shows. Um, I've got some ideas, I would, uh, but I always want to hear your ideas first because you always have better ideas than me. Well, give me a shout. Okay, have I'll a go. good day, Don. Okay, okay bye, guys. Don. Be good. And then, man, see you. And then there were four. <laughs> <laughs> the usual four, you should say. It's always yeah. just us. Just you guys. God. Those goddamn <laughs> regulars. How boring. I feel so dejected right now. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he's gone. <laughs> Why are you saying gringo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Martin, I didn't know you were still here. Got fooled by that. Oh, good one. Good one. He came back into the back door. No, way, no, never. <laughs> when I was in um, I second grade in Phoenix, or was it third grade? Third grade. I was in third grade in Phoenix uh, going to, um, uh, oh, I forget the name of the Alhambra. Alhambra. And on the playground during, during uh, recess, man, it was like a gang war broke out. One group versus another group. And it was the first time I outwitted somebody. Because I didn't want to fight. I didn't want any part of what was going on. This one kid grabbed me. I said, what are you doing? I'm on your group. And he goes, oh, okay. And I walked away going, whew. <laughs> and I walked away from that fight. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. And went back inside and hid. <laughs> I didn't want any part of that fight. Uh, Alhambra. It's it's actually a really good. It's still there. The school's still there. Now you're you're abusing the back door. Okay, we're going to allow you the same thing. You get two a week, Wade. Two. 
And we keep it no, track. I'll put it this way. You get one per show. <laughs> Backdoor joke. One per show. Same with, same with Monkey. One per show. Um, he never had to need to get his Class A's up to spec. He never had to wear them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're in, 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 in the jungle a lot, if you're active all the time, you, where are you going to wear them? Um, there comes a point where you just like avoid those situations where you need them. <laughs> and uh, the silverback of saucers and most interesting man in the world both try to pull an Irish exit. Okay, I'm Irish and I don't know what that means. What's an Irish exit? I don't either. When you All leave right, without saying goodbye. Is oh. that what it is? Yeah. Oh, just- don't say goodbye. Oh, without telling you, I've done that many a time. Yeah. Like, so. Hey, where did Gary go? I left. I went home. I got bored. <laughs> I hate being around people for long periods of time. Oh, I take about yeah. an hour, hour tops, and then I'm like, I got to go. I'm worn out. People are exhausting. Yeah, you got caught back door. There you go. Um, yeah, wait, you you're one. down to two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one more. Here, here's one more. Because this hasn't been played in a while. Like, wouldn't you know that back door would trigger a trap door? Yeah. So. We haven't played that in ages. That's right. Weeks, months. Months, I, I think. Uh, but anyway. So that film is, is really one of my favorite movies. And if you've never seen it, it is available on Amazon, on uh, uh Roku TV. Uh, you can probably find it in a bargain bin somewhere. Or if you got used stores where they sell used videos, go go look see what they've got. You can order it through Walmart, Amazon, uh, Amazon. But uh, uh, that movie is movie. an amazing film. But the uh, documentary that inspired it is available for free. I'll get the link real quick. Little, yeah, I highly recommend it. I watched it last night. I didn't. Wow! And he really he took him back there. Yeah, and they reenacted some things. And yeah, and he gave detailed description of what happened, how it happened. And the, do, uh, the that, fact that, that he pulled that off is mind blowing. Go back and live through it again. I mean, I have a theory that uh, Dieter. He survived because he, in fact, was a weirdo. He never, he, there, there was oh, nothing absolutely. that, nothing could well, keep him down. He wouldn't give into it. He is and a weirdo. Though. Like after watching these, me- these training videos and he goes to make all these changes to his equipment, you're, you're like, this dude is weird. But that is and exactly in, what saves his life. On his yeah. interviews, he, he's he's narrating all that horrible stuff that, that he has to go through. And he was doing it with always, always with a smile. He, he never allowed to be broken. Yeah, that's very impressive. So here you go. Um, here's the link to go watch the documentary online at YouTube for free. Boom. And How long is it? There's a scene. It's one uh, hour. Uh, it's a little over an hour, and but the thing is, is there's a scene near the beginning when he goes to his house, where he 
opens and closes doors, opens and closes doors, and he comes off as OCD. And, it, and I do believe it is a form of OCD, but he, he also feels that there's a reason behind it that um, being a prisoner of war made him really appreciate doors. And uh, li- doors. the freedom well, of uh, of being capable of opening the door. Yeah, opening they, the door. They have this moment though um, when he realizes it's not the bamboo huts that are the prison; it's the jungle. Yeah. Yep. The hard the hardships of the jungle keeps you. That's the base. true prison. And that made me think about that island that we have here, um, Goliath. It means naked island. That used to be a prison. And they were just, they had factories that they were fully um, self-sustained over there. And there were no walls, but it was a prison because the currents are so strong in the sea that you couldn't get away without having a, a real boat. And it's kind of cruel, I think. Well, they had a, a place called Devil's Island. Mm. Um, it's featured in the movie Papillon. Uh made in, uh, what was it, 1973 with Steve same, McQueen. Same thing, yeah. Steve McQueen and um, Dustin Hoffman. Great film. Uh, I remember seeing that at the uh, Senate Theater in um, South South Bend, Indiana, right not, real close to campus for Notre Dame. And we were there to see Notre Dame play that weekend, and we ended up going to see Papillon, too, in the theater. And I love that movie. My dad introduced me to more normal films, not just kid films. I, I went to see kid films, too. I saw Pippi Longstocking as a kid. I went to see all the Disney movies, the Boatniks, all that crap, you know. But, man, I loved going to see real movies. Oh, and man, I, Happy Own was something else, man, seeing that on the big screen. Do I have something to, to tell you about Papillon? Young? When we're off air, oh, <clears throat> Brian's doing a kung fu show tomorrow. I love kung fu movies. In fact, I'm going to ask about the rumor that Keith was actually Bruce Leroy in Barry Gordy's <laughs> The Last Dragon movie. It is not him, but I, you know what? I made a mistake with that guy. I thought he was the same actor uh, that played um, Worf's brother. He is. He did play a Klingon in Star Trek. Yeah. But it, it was not the same. Uh, for some reason, I got that actor confused with the other actor. and uh, But I love that movie, Barry Gordy's La- The Last Dragon. That's a fun movie. Well, all Klingons look alike, so. Shut oh. up, you racist. I can't You're believe you say that. How dare you, John? How dare you? Um, <clears throat> I made a joke the other day about her. I said, you know, she's over 18 now. And yet, still, nobody looks up nude pictures of her. Gee, I wonder why. Because <laughs> she's ugly. <laughs> and she's got an ugly soul, too. <laughs> we have three minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> her, her ugly oh my God. goes beyond skin deep. <laughs> She's ugly to the soul. <laughs> oh, man. Four minutes, man. Got to say goodbye. Uh, tomorrow's going to be uh, Brian's – or no, no. Uh, there's no show tomorrow. Well, it'll be a repeat tomorrow. Um, yeah, because I'm Brian's still, I still got to talk with Chris. I still need to talk to Chris because he was interested in Tuesdays. Um, Chris DiPerno. Chris DiPerno. Yeah. Uh, Chris DiPerno. 
So we'll find out. I'll talk to him today. But um, yeah, I'll be back Wednesday with Dawn. Uh, we're going to do UFO Wednesday and, of course, Dangerous Military Nerds in the afternoon. And then Thursday is going to be Brian's show. Um, hey. You see, Don, uh, Don told us what he did to Don. I know. No. So I'm sorry. I'm wrong wife. What was that? I, I, I was, to make a, I was going, I was yeah, going to make a... Oh, my goodness. I was going to make a pun How with the name... How dare you derail this show and not have something to do it with? You have yeah. nothing. You have nothing, sir. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> How, what is uh, the... The NATO said us... Uh, uh, I don't know. I got to uh, do my thank yous. Is this going to last long? Okay, go, go. <laughs> I want to thank John O. Staines, Dragon Roos, D. Bud Martin, Andy Morrow, LDG, Free the Net, Monkachi Bus, thank you, come again. Uh, Penny was here, Joe's Atmosphere, Hojo dropped in, Cavatino Calverman Che was here. Uh, let's see, Zach's Cal dropped in, Kingsport Cal, our good friend Cal, Alex Moore, Peter Vickman's fan site, also known as Vinkman's Girl, was here. Real Wade Nation. And that looks like it. That's it. Thanks for everybody for dropping in. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Um, I hope you guys have a good week. Everybody, please have a great Monday. And uh, with that, we're out of here. Guys. <coughs> Those sons of bitches. Ma, I'm doing a show. Uh-huh.